0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Energy Within. I'm your host, Casey of Soul Sparkle Healing, and today we're going to talk about meditation. Um, We mention a a lot using meditation as a tool to help heal chakras, to help kind of dive in and um, kind of balance anxiety or sometimes depression. How using meditation to kind of drop into your body and get more in touch with your body, your feelings, and what to do with all of that. Um, My journey with meditation actually started years ago. Um, I did not have a whole lot of experience or exposure to meditation when I was younger. Um, But when I was in college, I had a sociology teacher who... Um, suffered from back pain. And one day we got into class and he was sitting cross-legged on, his, on top of his desk. And um, he said, I just want to apologize. You know, my back's really bothering me. I can't really stand. I can't really sit in a chair. Um, this is the posture that works the best for me. So bear with me um, while I struggle through this. He was really sweet about it. But then he explained to us that um, he... In order to cope with the pain that he has from his chronic back pain, he would meditate Um, and that that would help him get through a day when his back would flare up. And um, at the time, I didn't understand or didn't know that meditation helps kind of release um, inflammation, but... It was really interesting to me that he's, that that was his go-to, not just I'll take this pill or I'll, I'll do this, do that. I, I'll meditate and, and give all of my energy to that area to help release that tightness. So, um, I actually do that when my back flares up now. Um, I get quiet and I kind of direct all that energy to the sore muscles and, hope that the inflammation goes down, you know? Um, the other thing that he taught us in a separate class, and I don't even remember how we got on the subject, but he taught us, he explained that when he was younger, he actually taught himself how to wake himself up from nightmares. And kind of step by step explained the power of your brain, the things that you can tell yourself when you're in that beta, like dropping into beta states of consciousness, getting ready to fall asleep, where you're you're awake but you're not quite awake, and you're not quite asleep either. Um, so he taught us a mantra meditation, basically. But he said if you go to when you go to bed, repeat dreams are just dreams and that's all that they are. If I have a bad one, I will wake up. So that mantra was basically just, you know, kind of alleviating the stress. It's just a dream. That's all that it is. And then if I have a bad one, I will wake up. So that was your trigger to know that when your dream gets to be too intense, too scary, whatever the case is, wake yourself up. So um, I had periodic bad dreams. I think everybody does. And um, I decided to give it a try. And I was pretty intrigued with the fact that your brain, you can retrain your brain to do something like that. Um, so I tried it for like two months. And at the end of about two months, I noticed that I could, within my dreams, if something got too intense or too scary, I would hear my own voice say, nope, this is too much. I'm, a, I'm waking up. I'm getting out of here. And I would wake up. And I thought it was fascinating because I could hear my own voice stepping in no matter what was going on in the dream. And, and like, <laughs> like a loudspeaker being like, nope, nope, this is not going to happen. So the power of your brain is pretty amazing. And I still to this day, even though I don't regularly do that mantra anymore, I can still wake myself up out of a dream when it gets too intense. It's pretty interesting. It stuck it stuck with me. But that goes into neuroplasticity which we'll talk about in a second, but um so yeah, that was my kind of intro into meditation. That's how I first kind of learned about the power of your brain and the things that you can do um to retrain your brain and um You know, I kind of tabled that. I didn't do meditations after that too much um, until I was living alone for the first time, and I was really having a hard time sleeping. I had a lot of anxiety. Um, You know, life was rough at that point, so I started... YouTubing meditations, and I don't know what brought me there. I've said it before, I just kind of followed my gut, and that's where it took me. But um, I would YouTube med- sleep meditations and learned how to get myself to sleep doing those guided sleep meditations. Then I started doing them during the day when I felt stressed, and I would do like a stress relief meditation. Um, then I didn't need the guided part and I could drop into that relaxed state of consciousness and kind of guide myself. So I have found meditation to be incredibly useful. Um, meditation is recommended not only by energy workers um, you know or yoga enthusiasts, but also by therapists and um, psychologists. you know they recommend, Accessing those different parts of your brains and, and really flexing that muscle and realizing that your, your conscious choice to relax and get into that deep state, however you choose to meditate, um, has many, many benefits. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the scientific benefits as well as, you know, the energetic benefits that you can get from meditation, the healing um, the movement of energy, the, the relaxation. You know, if you've got some pent up kind of aggressive or um, anxious energy, you know, you can learn to kind of let that anxiousness go and turn it into relaxation. So we're going to kind of dive in a little bit ab- and talk about all of those different benefits today. So um, meditation is suggested in a lot of healing Um, both for self care and for mental health. And I would say that in my healing sessions, I get kind of like a 50, 50 interest in the topic. Some people are really interested in meditation, um, and maybe do it already frequently. Um, and then the other half kind of are like, well, yeah, I've tried it before. It doesn't really do. I, I can't do it. I can't turn my brain off. Um, I never feel relaxed. Um, But I think there's a stigma with meditation. You know, you do meditation does not have to be just sitting still. You know, you don't have to guide yourself right off the bat. You don't have to um, be a monk, (laughs) you know, and do really long, really deep meditations where you are just kind of astral projecting to a whole nother place. Like it doesn't have to be that. But a lot of times, I think when people think of meditation, that's the first place they go. If they're not familiar with it, that's where they go. So um, I kind of want to talk about the stigma and try to shift that mindset. Um, It doesn't have to necessarily be that. Um, There's a lot more to meditation. And there's a lot of variety, which I think is lesser understood. And there's a lot... A lot of people say like I don't have the patience, I can't quiet my mind. So today we're going to touch on why meditation helps us in both the scientific and spiritual sense and also cover the variety of activities that we can call meditation and hopefully break that mindset and open up new ideas for the 50% of people who say that they can't quiet their mind and find another route that's just as helpful. First of all, I want to ask you to come to this conversation with an open mind and an open heart. If you are one of those people who is sure that you can't. We're all capable of meditation. We might just need to find different ways to think of it and different ways to go about it. And this is where an open mind and willingness to accept new ideas can be helpful. But you have to let go of that thought of I can't do it in order to make room for the I can energy to sink in. So take a deep breath, (laughs) release your old beliefs about what meditation is, and then let's talk about what it can do. So I have a list of 10 science-backed reasons why each human being should start a meditation practice. It decreases stress. It enhances focus. It introduces compassion. It lowers pain. It lightens mood, reduces part of cardiovascular risks, assists under pressure, meaning you can handle pressure differently throughout your day. It increases gray matter, which we'll talk a little bit more about that in depth in a moment. It helps in addiction treatment and helps manage anxiety and or depression. So stress. Let's talk about that first. Our bodies react to stress by releasing hormones such as adrenaline and cortisol, causing many uh, psychological effects. Chronic stress may also raise, raise blood pressure, impact sleep patterns, and have an overall poor impact on your health. According to research, meditation has the opposite impact, and it triggers the body's relaxation response. So if this... Um, I want you to also think about like when your fight or flight response gets triggered by a past trauma and you constantly, you like instantly jump into stress response. Meditation is a good way to sink in in that moment if you can and calm yourself down. Also, doing meditations regularly will help you in that moment so you don't even need to drop down. You can just, your brain and those neural pathways have been rewired so that you know to calm down. You know to work on relaxation and your brain knows how to get you there. So the more you do it, the more you're rewiring everything to help you Not only is it a tool that you can use during a stressful moment, but it also over prolonged use actually helps your brain handle that stress completely differently so that you are lightening, lightening up a little bit, um, you know, and learning how to let go of that stress and finding, okay, well, yes, this is a stressful situation, but what do I need to do to get through it? You're able to get there faster and easier. It becomes more effortless. Focus. Focus helps us in our everyday lives. It helps us finish tasks. It helps us in decision making and um, how to keep your attention longer. Even small meditation exercises are said to have huge impacts on concentration levels and improved attention spans. There was research that also states that performance past measures of cognitive function demonstrated improvements in a matter of weeks when starting a meditation practice. In fact, just 20 minutes of meditation was shown to enhance the brain's capability to notice and spot mistakes. Practicing meditation frequently has also been linked to those who can keep more focus and mental clarity even into old age. So again, the more a little bit of meditation, even a small amount will do good things. And then when you do that frequently, even those small steps frequently, it's just like working out and trying to lose weight, right? Even just a small walk, but you do it regularly, it helps you build muscle, it helps you lose that weight. Focus kind of works in the same way when it comes to meditation. You exercise that more often and then you can actually take that into your older more advanced years maybe we'll say um, and help you with focus and mental clarity because you've rewired those neural pathways and they're still strong and you're flexing them and using those muscles every time you meditate so mood and positivity meditation obviously does not cure doom and gloom but it helps you handle that irritability better One study found that people who completed a meditation exercise experience fewer negative reactions in response to looking at pessimistic images. They were also able to assess situations with more composure and deter from reacting rashly or impulsively. So obviously if I meditate every day, that doesn't affect what happens in my daily life. You know, something might still happen that's stressful. Um, but when you do regularly meditate, your brain, again, has those neural pathways created to help you find the positive, get past those negative thoughts. Even when the study showed people very negative images, they found a way to react more positively and keep their composure and deter from reacting rashly. So again, it doesn't stop it doesn't keep you just completely oblivious to all the things that might be stressful. It, you're allowed to take those things in and let them, you know, resonate for a little while and be like, "Man, I'm stressed." But it helps you figure out and stay calm through that process to find your way through it. And that's what we're all looking for. Um, Cardiovascular health. Because meditation affects brain activity, it teaches your subconscious mind to lower your heart rate, lower your blood pressure, your breathing rates, your oxygen consumption, your adrenaline levels, and your cortisol levels. Which, if you remember, those are the hormones that are released during stress. So, um, frequent meditation actually helps keep those rate, all of those physical rates at a lower levels and more healthy level. So you don't have those spikes. And every time you have one of those spikes, like even like I mentioned before, a trauma response kind of kicks in your fight or flight, your cortisol and your adrenaline levels go through the roof because your brain doesn't know the difference between a, a fake threat and a real threat. Your brain just sees threat. So when we practice meditation a little bit more regularly, we are, you know, again, being able to focus a little bit better. We're getting through stress a little bit better. And because of that, our levels aren't spiking. So we're keeping that even flow. It's better for our health. Anxiety and depression. Depression. Stress often triggers our feelings of anxiety or depression. Meditation will not cure a mental illness, so please contact a physician or a therapist for deeper help. But many professionals actually suggest meditation as a complementary tool to manage stress and anxiety and depression. The thought behind this is that meditation makes our brain more comfortable with the idea Of thoughts and observations being slowed down without judgment it can actually help us reduce worrying thoughts and bring feelings of fairness tranquility and focus so meditation with when it comes to anxiety and depression it's helping with those because your brain is getting used to that thought of being slowed down and being safe and being um, in control And that helps reduce that anxiety and it helps um, pull you out of that depression because you, again, you feel more confidence because you know you can be in control. You are in control and you know how to handle that. So we talked about gray matter earlier. So let's explain that because I had never heard of gray matter (laughs) until I was doing research for this. But meditation actually increases gray matter. It's brain scans of participants in a meditation study by Yale, Harvard, and Mass General Hospital showed increases of gray matter in parts of the brain that meditation may slow natural brain deterioration. The parts of the brain with increased gray matter thickness are related to attention and processing sensory input. So by meditating, it's taking the parts of your brain that deteriorate and helping build them up. And it's keeping your focus or keeping your attention and processing sensory locations. It's keeping those stronger. And we've mentioned uh, brain plasticity a little bit. Brain plasticity is another medical term that gets thrown around when we're talking about the benefits of meditation. There was a study of mindfulness meditation practitioners, and it showed that they had an increase in the number of neurons in their brain's hippocampus, which is related to learning and memory, and a reduction of the volume in the amygdala related to stress and anxiety just after eight weeks. Similar studies have shown increase in the number of neurons and neurological connections in the right frontal cortex, which governs concentration. And I'm going to, there's a lot of sciency words. I'm just going to summarize here. Another part of your brain, which governs emotions and the right, uh, pare- right temporal lobe, which is touch and sound. So in kind of layman's people terms, pe- for us to understand, the it's the brain's inherent capacity to adapt and remodel its architecture. So meditation actually takes all of those parts of our brain, which science knows, you know, each different sections of your brain are, are responsible for different functions of your, your body, your emotions, all those things, and... It actually helps you rewire those so that they are all communicating better. Um, it you can remodel your brain, and I think that goes back to um, you know the lesson that I took away from my teacher who taught us about. Turning, um, you know, doing that meditation to wake yourself up from, from a nightmare. The, the takeaway that I got from that was, holy crap, I can teach my brain new tricks. And even when I'm asleep, it's going to take over and do those tricks. So that's pretty cool. And our it's a great way to keep our our mind and our body as healthy as it can possibly be. Um, Blood pressure help the American Heart Association actually did an extensive research project in 2013 and concluded that specifically it was about transcendental meditation actually lowers blood pressure and they published a study about that. Another thing that meditation helps with is inflammation. Many serious diseases are caused by the body's creation of inflammation. Meditation reduces internal inflammation and helps us reduce the risk of those diseases caused by that inflammation, minimizing the risk for our long-term health. It's also the reason why meditation helps in reducing pain. Like I said, my teacher, the very first time he mentioned meditation was when he was explaining that that was one of the tools he used to help his back issues. And confidence. Lastly, um, meditation can really help us shift our mindset from that self sabotage and negativity because we allow our stress to dissipate and we realize our own ability to change and better ourselves. The more we know that we are in control and we've got this, the more confident we feel. And again, I think that goes back to helping with the anxiety. The more confident we feel, the less anxious we feel, the less negativity we feel. It's, it's all about balance. So if you've never meditated, if you've never used this tool, as a beginner, a few tips to remember are first, there's no right or wrong way. And just showing up for yourself will provide great health and mental benefits. You can start with just two minutes a day and work your way up try to do it first thing in the morning if you can. Um, It's really beneficial any time of day, but when you're starting and you're just doing small little moments, I think first thing in the morning is it's a little bit easier to get to your brain before a whole day's worth of stress and clutter has built up in there. Um, I personally use meditation at any time throughout the day. Um, If I am having a, a particularly stressful day, I will do a meditation on my lunch break, you know, midday. Um, I try to also do them at night if I'm feeling off. Um, Sometimes if I'm feeling good and sometimes if I just need inspiration and I really want to tap into my own like inner power, I will do a meditation to try to tap into that. Remember, don't get caught up in how, just try it. And also remember that when you feel your mind wander, it's not time to give up and get frustrated. Just focus back on that breath and let your thoughts go. Whatever arises is okay, but think it through and then let it move on. Also, try to do a body scan too, and we'll talk about a body scan meditation, but you know do you have tightness or pain somewhere in your body discomfort where do you feel off where do you where does that feeling come from being more comfortable with meditation helps you become friends with yourself and by that, I mean you give yourself grace just as you would if a friend was going through something. You know, you would give them grace while they were explaining what's happening and how they're feeling. You know, compassion and, you know, lift them up positively. You can do the same for yourself. And you, we are often so hard on ourselves, especially if you do suffer from anxiety or depression Um, It's really easy to feel those feelings start and be like, oh shit, not again. I feel like this or, you know, whatever. But when we do this and meditate a little bit more regularly, we do find a softness and kind of give ourselves grace. Okay, yeah, I did get triggered right at this moment. I do feel crazy, but crazy um, anxious, but here's what I'm going to do to help myself. It's okay. I've gotten through it before. I can get through it again. So it helps really soften and allow our imperfections to be welcomed. And then another, so those are all of the science reasons or the scientific things that meditation really does for us. There's many more, but those are the main ones. Um, I think that really proves kind of the, the importance of meditation and those different things that you do for yourself. So what are some different forms of meditation? Because like I said in the beginning, it doesn't necessarily need to be where you sit down like a monk for hours and just kind of hum to yourself and, you know, um, there are different ways that you can meditate. So let's go over a couple of different ones. We'll throw out some ideas. Um, I do encourage you with all of these to do some research also. If you're really interested in this benefit, not only for healing, but your physical health, Um, do a little bit of research and see what else you can find because only you know what's resonating with you, right? Um, You know, for instance, there's like an art, you can do art meditations, those really, um, don't do it for me (laughs) Um, because I can tend to get a little hypercritical of my skill. So I know that that's not a a Zen moment for me, but there are other things that I can do that are Zen moments. So the first one we're going to talk about is um, analytical meditation. So you focus on an object or a concept and you think about its deeper meaning. So you assign something. And that's what you are focusing on. And you're trying to shush all the other thoughts in your brain about... And you're trying to quiet all the other thoughts in your brain and just focus on that one thing. So it could be something physical. Um, this is the where the concept of like a worry stone comes in. Um, if you're feeling feeling particularly anxious, you have one of those stones where you um, it's got kind of like a little divot that you can actually rub your thumb around. It's, they're typically like an oval shape. Um, the you know the thought process behind those is that when you are worried, you can drop down and you can and think about the fact that this stone is what you gravitate toward and hold on to when you are feeling anxious, and you rub your thumb around that circle. And it, again, it's kind of like bringing in your other senses and quieting your mind. So you're physically holding the stone, you're looking at it, you're rubbing. It's typically a smooth stone. So you rub this, the smooth texture um, and really connect with your body and your breath. Um, you could even do it with... A, a particular thought, or like it says here, a, a concept. Um, but the, like I said, the thought process behind this is just focusing on one thing and letting everything else go. Another type of meditation is body scanning. So you focus your attention on different parts of your body and observe them without judgment. So you go through from, you can start at the top or you can start at the bottom, but you you go through and scan each section of your head you know the top part of your head how does your face feel your ears your neck your mouth and then go down to your shoulders how do your shoulders feel you know down each arm your upper arm your lower arm you just make it a really slow transition but you go all the way down um body scanning i when i was younger i used to suffer from insomnia pretty bad and body scanning was one of the things that I used to do to try to calm myself down and it just literally was um, tighten and then release. So I would start at my toes cause I was laying down and I would tighten my toes and then release them and I would focus on that, um, that relaxed feeling. Then I would kind of squeeze the rest of my foot or roll my ankle and then then I would loosen it up and you know let it relax and then focus on that relaxation. And then I move up to the next part and I go all the way up my body. Um, That's a really good way to drop yourself down into a much more relaxed state because you are part by part (laughs) bringing relaxation within your body and you're getting in touch with how your body feels. So you're making that correlation between how you feel and your brain recognizing that and kind of quantifying it breath meditation is another one. So this is just the con- uh, excuse me conscious observation of every inhalation and exhalation. Breathing in deeply and slowly and exhaling slowly. Um, there are all kinds of different m- breathing methods. I've heard of bubble breathing. I've heard of box breathing. Um, you know, you can look up whichever one works well for you. For example, um, box breathing for me kind of I get so focused on counting I stop relaxing (laughs) Um, and it's it just it doesn't feel quite so relaxing to me so that's not one that's really great for me but there are other ones that are Um, so you know take a look at breath meditations look up different different uh, varieties focus on love and gratitude so you focus your attention on a sacred object or being a protection and feelings of love and gratitude into your thoughts. So that's kind of the same as the um, the worry stone that I was bringing up. But um, love and gratitude meditations are really powerful. Um, they are... Love and gratitude meditations are actually kind of being thrown around in the, um, in the medical field for those who have chronic pain because you give yourself a little bit more grace. You know, all of the, the different benefits of meditation. Um, but yeah, there are studies about the love and gratitude meditations just about how not only do you want to love yourself, but you also want to project love out into the world. your vibe is love Um, those are really powerful guided meditations um, consciously forming mental images of places or situations that you find relaxing it can be guided in a group or an audio recording this is what I was talking about this is how I got started doing meditations because I needed somebody to um, to know what what journey do I need to go on you know um so guided meditations and like i said i just found them on youtube um you can also find get, um guided like group meditations at different different um like yoga studios and and workshops that will help you go through a meditation and guide you through what do you need to imagine you know everyone starts with you dropping down and relaxing your body getting into that you know slower thought process slower breathing and then, visually, you think about wherever you need to go. If you know, if you're thinking about your heart chakra, you're you're thinking about that heart space and things related to your heart. Um, if you're thinking about grounding, a lot of times they'll tell you to think about a tree. Um, you know, go visit a tree and go down into the roots and connect to the earth. So every guided meditation is scripted differently to touch on the different things you're looking for. So if you know, like I had given that example of I was really anxious and I was alone and I didn't want to be alone and that in turn made me not be able to sleep. So I knew that I needed to work on sleep relaxation. So I would literally type into YouTube sleep relaxation guided meditations and that would come up. Um, then after a while I knew that I wanted to work on my heart space because it was time for me to open up my heart again. So I would do heart space guided meditations, you know, and sometimes you'll find one that doesn't really feel like it resonates with you, but give a a different one a try. Um, I really encourage you to utilize the tools that are the most easily accessible. you know, I use Pinterest <laughs> all the time for reference materials and how to find things quickly. Um, you know, use the tools that are the easiest for you to do your, a little bit of your own research. Um, next one is mindfulness meditation. So focusing completely on being mindful of the present moment. Focused on the sensations of your body. Transcendental meditation is focusing the attention on a learned mantra and repeating it over and over again, out loud to yourself. So I have not, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I haven't done a whole lot of transcendental meditation. Um, that's something that I would be interested in learning a little bit more about, but, um, Again, I encourage you to do some research on it. I need to do my own research on it myself, so I'm not going to say too much about it, but I do know that it, people love it. The people who have um, practiced that really seem to enjoy it a lot and have really great benefits. Um, walking meditation. Um, so, like, Zen Buddhism really uses walking meditations because it focuses on the subtle movement of your body and, um, and the feeling that, it, that you release as you're moving. Um, you know, when you walk, you can be pretty mindless. Our body knows how to do that without giving it too much thought. Um, so then you can really take in the things that are around you and also take in how your body feels at that moment. So it's moving your energy while also quieting your mind and just focusing on the here and now of these are the trees I'm walking past. This is the smell I smell. Um, You know, the temperature is like today where I am, it's cold. (laughs) Um, You know, so you you're just much more present in that moment. Um, You know, I I think I mentioned it before, but we got this new dog. I walk a lot more than I used to with him and there are times where i'm walking and i've got something on my brain and i am not in a meditative state i am like um running through and like problem solving while i walk but then there are other times where i just go to walk and like yesterday um you know it was a tad on the chilly side but we ended up going for like a super extra long walk We were gone for a really long time, but I felt like that meditative sort of like I'm just flowing out here in nature and um, I can continue. We're going to just keep going. I felt really bad. One of my dogs has bad hips. So by the time we got back, I was in such like a meditative state that I didn't realize that she had that was too long of a walk for her. I felt so bad. Um, She's fine now, but she just gets a little bit lethargic when we get home when we push it too far but yeah we we pushed it too far with her yesterday and it was my fault because I was totally in this like la la land of just like watching the trees and you know obviously I'm aware of what's going on around me um you know every time a car came we were walking on a, a road with no bike path at one point so you know every time a car came I knew to get off the side of the road but I was just much more like in my body in my my energy um, you know, feeling and looking at nature, but also being aware of my surroundings and that like kind of subconscious level. So, um, walking meditations are a really great thing. Another thing that you can do, and I don't have a name for it, but like art meditations, um, um, uh, you know, those coloring books or those like paint by number, um, paintings that you can do. Those are very meditative because you're doing something without having to think a whole lot about it. Um, again, that's not something that really resonates with me, but I do have artsy children who love those things. Um, my one child has been doing diamond art like crazy. (laughs) Um, and she loves that. That's the way that she kind of just like mentally gets in the zone and just kind of lets everything go and relaxes and um crocheting is one that actually i did kind of get into for a long time um was crocheting but you know anything that's repetitive that you're doing the same movement over and over again again your brain kind of almost gets to autopilot and you can relax and you can then make it mindful and just kind of get in touch with your body and figure out how it feels. Um, one thing I did want to mention is when you're doing a meditation, do try to do it someplace that has the least amount of distraction, um, regardless of what kind you're doing. Um, with the exception of obviously like the walking or the the art meditations, Um If you are looking for that peace and tranquility kind of a vibe during your meditation, try to make sure you turn your phone off. Um, You minimize, like, I will let my kids know, hey, I'm going to go do a quick meditation. That way they know to not just, like, burst in the door thinking that I'm, (laughs) um, you know, just, like, cleaning my room or whatever. Because if they burst open that door, I am back. I have to, like, come out of that relaxed state and and come back. And then it's harder, or it does get a little frustrating to try to drop back down into it again. So if you can just minimize it, then you can just do your meditation and be done with it. Um, but yeah, I really think that meditation should... I really wish that it was taught in school. Um, you know, when we think about our kids and this the generation of children right now, so many of them have anxiety. So many of them have um, trouble focusing. It would be so helpful to teach people how to meditate and how to drop into their own power and their own um their own body and be able to read their own energy, read their own discomfort, um, keep anxiety at bay, you know, work with the, the neural pathways in our brains to make sure that all of those sections of your brain flow together, you know, (laughs) that so that everything is a little more easy. It when a stressful situation happens, it's easier to work through it instead of um, reacting in like fight or flight and getting those cortisol and adrenaline spikes and having that blood pressure go up. You know, if we could get to a place where we can learn that our brain has the power to stop those things from happening and that it's all, it's all within us we can, we can help ourselves. Um, it would be really great. And I really wish that that was something that was done a little bit more in school. Um, I've often kind of thought about trying to do some sort of like teaching mindfulness meditations to teens. I got to work on that a little bit more, but that's kind of been on my mind a lot lately. Um, but yeah, That was my little spiel about meditation. We talk about meditation in like all of the chakras that we've went through in that chakra series. We talk about it for self-care and I just kind of wanted to dive a little bit deeper into the reasons why that is so important and so helpful to us and also, um, you know, the different ways to do it so you don't get stuck in that, that box and think that this is the one way and if it doesn't work this way, I can't do it. Um, There's many other ways. If you have any questions about different ways that you can find, um, you know, mindfulness in meditation, feel free to reach out to me. I'd be happy to bounce some ideas off you. Um, Sometimes it's a little bit easier to know what, um, you know, what your strengths are to kind of figure out which path to take, but I'd be happy to help you kind of dig through some of those ideas Um, I'm here as a resource and as always, um, you can get a hold of me. My links, my contact information are in the show notes. So feel free to reach out either Facebook, um, case or soul sparkle healing or Instagram as Casey soul sparkle. Um, my email is in the show notes. So reach out to me, let me know if this was helpful, if you have any other ideas or anything else that you'd like to talk about, but yeah. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving and I'm grateful for everybody who listens and um, I hope you have a chance to quiet yourself and get in touch with your um, you know your own mind and your own body and and get a chance to practice quieting those thoughts and really um, owning the power that's in your brain and the things that we can do with it. so. Sending so much love to everyone.